Welcome to the Speakeasy, the officially unofficial podcast for Boardwalk Empire on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And tonight we're talking about Season 5, Episode 4, entitled Quantro. Quanto, right? Quanto. I'm thinking of the the alcoholic beverage, Quantro. <laughs> I don't know what the you're The one thinking. that goes, uh, it's the triple sec replacement in a Long Island. Mm, so is if it, you want to get fancy, Sounds I like it should be Fortro sec, since it's Quantro. It's similar to like Grand Marnier, I think. Mm. I think. Not certain. Anyway, Quanto, how much? How is much that, money? Is that what that means? It's, it, it is. How much money is it going to take for Miss Wheat to escape with her life? How much money is it going to take for Margaret to get out of Hawk with Miss Rothstein? I don't think there's a number for either of those. Mm. Although we know the number, 111000 uh, at a quarter on the dollar. No, no, no. So well, somewhere uh, around twenty five to 30000 Yeah. I thought I, I had like a $40,000 number in mind. I don't know. They said a quarter on the dollar. Yeah, did. And the number was one eleven. So Take twenty five cents on a dollar. Yeah. So uh, this was written by a three man, well, three person writing team: Howard Quarter, Christine Chambers, and Terrence Winter. Again, I associate multiple writers with clusterfucks. Yep. I'm wondering if they've got some kind of division of duty here, like some one person is writing all of the the little Nucky flashbacks. Huh. Interesting. I, I don't know because I feel like you would want those two pieces to tie together pretty, pretty well, pretty seamlessly, right? Like you want the stuff that we're seeing with young Nucky to reflect in the stuff we're seeing with old Nucky. Sure. I don't. I don't know if splitting them up. I mean, you know, you could split up the writing and then they work together. I guess like mm. consult with each other. What are you doing on the young Nucky stuff? Oh, well, I'm doing his, uh, his father's. Getting you some know, it, it would just be really hard to say, like, all right, eight writers, you all get two minutes a little nucky, and you got to yeah, make it a cohesive yeah. thread. Whereas you could definitely give a script to seven other writers to be like, this is what's going on, this is the thread. And I just, I, I, I know this, uh, that's Christine has been mentioned in several podcasts. I just wonder mm-hmm. if that's what they're doing. They're dividing up that, uh, maybe so. Uh, let's get right into the episode. We see it's wind, summer's winding down. It's getting to be September. It's going to be fall in whatever year this little Nucky stuff is taking place. He's forlornly sweeping the steps that nobody's walking on. He gets uh, called into the Commodore's office and uh, has some, uh, I don't know, future crime boss, future city boss, syndicate advice fostered upon him. He sees a little bit of child porn. Uh. And uh, uh, he gets fired. Bam, bam, bam. Well, he walked in the room like a question mark. What do you want? Yeah. If he walked in there like an exclamation mark, even maybe a comma, he might have been okay. Uh-huh. No. What do you think about some of the stuff that is uh, happening here with Nucky? He's he's getting advice about, you know, he, he's he's almost actively being asked to strategize with the Commodore. Right before he gets kicked out of the door, what is what is this guy's game? Yeah, obviously the, I don't know the the, for, the 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 foreshadowing of the kind of you know extremely young girl. Not I don't think it's porn exactly. It's just inappropriate stuff. Do you? That's obviously supposed to foreshadow Jillian. Do you yeah. think these are like the Commodore's personal conquest? Is this like a catalog he's ordering from? Is this is his? Ugh. Is this his jacking material? What's going on? Uh, I'm gonna say 
All of the above? No, no, no. I think it might be... It might be his conquest that's disturbing, but mm. I I don't know. Why would he have a bunch of pictures laid out on his desk? Thinking, yeah, because I guess I never I never had the impression that the Commodore like was a serial child molester, although yeah. that makes perfect sense. You don't usually take a twelve year old girl to bed and be like, Oh yeah. You know, that's that's sure. that's that's an experience. I don't need to repeat. That's something <laughs> you kinda do as a compulsion or some yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. something screw loose in your head. Sure. It's it's creepy whatever it is it's disturbing but why why would he ask nucky his opinion on you know reading the maps you know, discussing in a very uh what he thinks is progressive for the time way what he's going to do with the colored people uh and how they fit into boardwalk why is he doing this with nucky just to sh- you know toss him out the door is this uh some sort of weird like shit test for him or what well i assume that he's probably gonna the guy knows that Nucky will be back next year, probably, to be sweeping the floors again. Maybe he's planting seeds. You know, they they make mention of that that concept of planting the seed mm. a couple of times this episode. Um, so maybe that's what he's doing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought it's funny that hey, how he said, you know, leave your clothes here because I I didn't put two and two together that he was actually wearing a bell boy's uniform. I thought that was just his. <laughs> oh God. If Nucky is a picture on his desk next episode, I'm out. <laughs> I thought he was. Yeah, well, it's, it, I thought it'd be really funny if, like, you know, you're getting fired plus all those clothes you got on, taking a shirt off your back too, kid, and I beat it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we flash forward to future Nucky, uh, which is still past Nucky by our point of reference. Sure. Uh, and he's kind of a waking up from a drunken stupor. Uh, his wife is still there, and she's talking to Grandpa Gus. Which I think we've heard his real name for the first time. His name is Archimedes. Wow. Okay. And uh, she's trying to say, "Oh, that's a mouthful." And she's, I guess, trying to Americanize him. He's, she's trying to help him lose his Cuban accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nucky wakes up and's like, "What the fuck is going on?" He finds out his plane to Havana has been canceled because it's it's very stormy and the plane's none too good. Yeah. Back in the nineteen thirties, no, not great. When when the, the the water dissolves the spit. That's holding the bailing wire together, so you can't fly in those conditions. Sure. Uh, he asks how the kids are, but that lasts like two sentences. He's like, "Let's get it in. Uh, get let's get to why you're here." And she catches him up on basically seven years of history in a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about all to that scene. Yeah, I, I forgot to to ask the question. You you brought this up um, where the Commodore is kind of seems you know maybe more advanced uh, as far as racial matters go than most people of the time do you think that's actually the case or is this kind of just the thing that racist people say not to be perceived as racist well that's an interesting question like, and he, one he fraught with peril that, to answer <laughs> yeah he says that the races shouldn't mingle like weren't meant to mingle and all this stuff is that like is his view on this what makes Nucky a little more tolerant of the whole racial issues back but then. But we talked about that. Nucky is not exactly enlightened. No, he's not. But you have to also put it in perspective of the time period. Sure. Uh, and I think that's like he's more enlightened than many of the people on the show. It's certainly. like we're talking about the Nick, you know, how yeah. there's like virulent racists yeah. on that show. And then you meet some of the progressive types that are kind of championing the causes of the black folk in uh, New York, and you find out that they're kind of in their way 
just as patronizing. Yeah. There's no yeah. malice there, mm-hmm. but they clearly don't expect from this, you know, a black man what they would from a white man in yeah. terms of social graces, in terms of intellectual achievements. It's very, again, patronizing. So I think that's, yeah, I mean, he doesn't consider himself racist, but when you said, hey, no, no offense to the blacks, but the races shouldn't mingle. Yeah. That's yeah. a horrifically racist thing to say. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That is the 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 seeds of Jim Crow and segregation and yeah. all that. So I feel like he's, you know, he's definitely a racist because that's what people were back then. Uh, but also, I think he's a businessman first and foremost. Yes. And if he can make money, and and that's the kind of thing that I think Nucky takes away from him is if there's money to be made, it doesn't matter about your skin color. Right. Before we move on, I want to talk about Margaret. She makes a statement about. Uh, you know, Nucky's kind of impressed that she's puzzled all this stuff out and gone her own way. And she said, I did what I thought you'd do, mm-hmm. which wasn't a first of many statements that kind of sh- reinforced the fact that she, uh, like, like she says later on, he made the powerful impression upon her. She broke bad a little bit, right? She broke bad a little bit. Yeah. Uh, uh I'm still Skylar super confused. Light. Skylar White? Skylar Light. <laughs> Skylar White Light. <laughs> Don't uh, start this lucky night. It's too early I, in the I podcast know. to get me this turned up, man. I know. Uh, <laughs> so I still don't understand this Margaret thing. I do not fucking understand it. Like, she – so Arnold Rothstein clearly got fucked in this deal. Not, But not literally. She wants to make everyone aware that he didn't literally yeah, get yeah, fucked yeah, in this yeah. deal. D- did – was he aware that he was getting fucked? No. This It, it seems like – Arnold Rothstein and her had a profitable relationship. Arnold Rothstein died, and then this broker guy decided to start pillaging his bank account. I'm talking even before that. Like, when he walks in to this real estate deal, which we know is a scam, uh-huh. right? We knew before we saw Arnold Rothstein there and that Arnold it was a scam. Arnold Rothstein knows it's a scam. That's the thing. Like, if he knows it's a scam, why is he going in on it? Well, no, Does I Does think... he have some other ulterior motive? So this is like, okay, you seen The Wolf of Wall Street? Sure. Just because they're pushing the scams does not mean that this stock brokerage can't sell legitimate stock as well. I feel like Arnold is using it just as a brokerage firm, and he's having Margaret call him and saying, hey, here's what the stocks are doing or here's what they're about to do. He makes the shorts and buys, and then he makes money on those – it's insider trading. So he wouldn't have gone with this firm if – with this brokerage if he didn't have Margaret there. Right? Because, like, why do you go with someone who's clearly dishonest unless he has that inside track? That's a good question because he didn't know Margaret was there. I think that at this point Arnold was desperate. So he was okay. maybe willing to do a little bit more gambling than he's ever done in his life. Okay. Um, but then he saw Margaret as a chance to once again stack the deck in his favor. So, so there was – What I don't understand is why Margaret let this guy – like Nucky said later on when they're having lunch, he's like, so how much did you skim off the top? She's like, nothing. None. He's like, that's dumb. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You, if you're going to take the if, fall, if for you th- want me to sign these papers for yeah. you, you're going to give me twenty five cents on the dollar. Hell yeah! This guy's dead. You and I both know it. <laughs> I, okay, so there was no revenge plan in Arnold Rothstein's. I don't. Yeah, that was like, that was something I conjured up in my head, and I thought like perhaps. he's just too smart of a guy to be taken. Right. And so now he's going to take them back because. Mm. But yeah, that never panned out. Uh, we go to Chicago, and we see Al Capone is hosting his own screening of the newsreel short under the influence of public enemy number one. Oh, God. And this is – we find a third time that he's he's watched it. Maybe the second time he's going to rip off number three. Uh, Luciano 
Lucky Luciano, he is not impressed. Or he's I don't know. What is his deal? What what does he like Al Capone? Is Al Capone like I him? So. I, I don't think uh Lucky likes Al Capone at all. I think he's he realizes that Al Capone is too worried about his image. Mm. Right? Too worried about being a big star. Sure. Less concerned with actually running a business that's gonna survive. Mm. Uh Al Capone, Joe Pesci's from Goodfellas, some poor schlub. Uh, Luciano recognizes Van Mueller before he walks out the door, and uh, Al Capone kind of has his bad taste in his mouth because he knows that uh, Lucky is kind of shining him on a little bit. They're kind of humoring him, and he doesn't like it. But he wants wants he, he wants to watch it a third time. How many fucking times do you think? As the, many times as he wants to. That's <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Uh, Nucky, little Nucky, we're back in the past, goes home to find uh, his younger brother Eli burning ants. Mm-hmm. He also sees some boots on the porch. Yep. He goes around back and jumps up onto the wood bin or whatever you call that, the wood pile, to look in and he sees his mom getting plowed. When I first saw this episode, I thought sure that this was to suggest that his mom was taking up hooking on the side to make ends meet. Hmm. But it turns out, I think, after I've read some message boards and stuff, that that were to imply that his, her dad, his dad, has come home to marital rape his mother okay and that's what nucky's referring to when he comes home and hurts his mom uh what what's your take on that is that a john or is his dad no i thought it was his dad huh i buy it yeah i don't so anyway eli wants to see and nucky's like fuck no these are one of these older brother things i'm taking i'm taking the mental scarring (laughs) kid and he beats Eli down, which I thought was interesting. It's a good setup for their later relationship in life because they fight all the fucking time. Sure they do. And Nucky always wins. Mm-hmm. And Eli's kind of a bitch about it. And uh, then Nucky always makes him eat grass. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you say, like, settle down, stop fighting, but you're rubbing <laughs> grass in their mouth, that's not fair. It's like this is this is where it starts. Grass is going in your mouth. <laughs> If you don't stop, I'm going to start gotcha. dribbling saliva, and then it's going to be butt cheeks on your nose. Uh-huh. That's yep. that's the hierarchy. Uh, you, you didn't pull any of this shit with your little brother? Sure, I did, yeah. Okay. Did, did you ever get to like the spit dribbling on his face stage, or what was your favorite nah. way to torment him? Nah, we didn't fight that much, but yeah, I mean, there was some grass rubbing. Sure. All right, all right, grass rubbing. Uh, we flash forward back into the future, and uh, Sally Wheat... Miss Wheat is talking to Nucky over the phone from Havana, disappointed that he's not going to be there with her. Uh, she said uh, Roni is expecting his good faith, Moni, and uh, he's going to want it. And uh, Nucky kind of is distracted and says, well, kind of, you know, use your good judgment. And uh, she hangs up on him. Hmm. He fi- He's distracted because Joe Kennedy is in his parlor and he's entertaining Margaret and flirting up a storm. There was a, oh, yeah. this inset of their... Their ankles bobbing up. This is this is classic Irish Catholic flirting, I guess. You okay. get the ankles in ever closer orbital patterns until eventually they touch. They interlock. Oysters are exchanged, <laughs> and nine months later, she has an Irish Catholic baby. I think that's how it works. Yeah, oyster birth. Yeah, sure. birth birth by oyster. Uh, he does say, uh, "Look, this deal is not for me. Scotch and rum don't mix." Which I've never tried. No, nah, I wouldn't. I, mean, do I could it. try it no. now. Not with that scotch. We got to get some shittier one. Uh, do you, it seems like Joe Kennedy is disparaging Nucky every chance he could get. Now, Why do you say that? Well, 
when he was trying to woo Nucky, he was making this big show of, hey, we're Irish Catholics and, you know, the upper class Brahmins, they look down on us and, you know, you and I and, and kind of making this show of disrespect. But I felt like he was mm-hmm. trying to out Irish Nucky. Now, part of this might when be because he, flirting he, with Margaret. he didn't know that Margaret was Nucky's wife. Yeah, yeah. Let al- or girlfriend, let alone wife. But then when he finds out, then he goes into his Gaelic, right? And Margaret's Irish, Irish. Like, she's just yeah. off the fucking boat Irish. Uh-huh. And he can do the Gaelic. I don't even know that Nucky can. I don't think so. I've I mean, never seen it. He's big in the Irish community of Atlantic City because, you know, I, I remember in one of the season one or two, they had the big, you know, Irish ceremony. Yeah. They got broken up mm-hmm. and, you know, they had all their green banners and all that stuff on. But... The Atlantic City Irish community might be a notch or two less Irish than the Boston Irish community. Sure, I could imagine that. Shit, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of. I'm a kraut, not but a mix. Just I speaking, don't understand it. Just speaking from what we've seen on the show, mm-hmm. I've never seen Nucky speak any Gaelic, so mm-hmm. I don't know that he can. So yeah, you might be right. He's trying to one up him there. Margaret is thoroughly uh, in, in entertained mm-hmm. by Joe's uh, witty banter. And uh, I'm starting to think he has more than nine kids. He might have, <laughs> he might have nine legitimate kids. He doesn't kids. know about? Yeah, he's, he might have more than nine, nine legitimate kids. All right. Invites him on a private train car where he's laid in oysters so I can lay you in. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when he finds out he's, he's married to uh, Margaret, he kind of patronizingly calls him sport and says, uh, safety in numbers. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like he's being unnecessarily a dick to Nucky. Yeah. Do we see Joe Kennedy the rest of the series? Ooh, that's a good question. Because if they, we, we don't... I'm going to say no. No. We know Nucky can't... I mean, he can't obviously damage Joe Kennedy because the yeah. Kennedys are a thing. And and he basically closed off the entire deal this time. Said, yeah. I, don't want, I don't want your scotch Spot. Or, or your rum. Yeah, I don't think we see him again. I really don't. All right, bold prediction. Uh, we go back in time again to little Nucky and Eli sitting on the beach. Uh, Nucky had offered them to get a cornball, whatever horrifying. Yeah, eighteen hundred snacks are nowhere near. Good. Like, like eighteen hundred candy, dipping dots or something. <laughs> like, I don't want your cornballs. Thanks. Eighteen hundreds candy was like lard and a little <laughs> right? and, and, and aspirin. They ground yeah. up aspirin into some lard. They wrapped it in cellophane and said, here, kids, suck on that. Dipped it in corn. <laughs> Dipped it in corn. <laughs> Uncooked corn. Just... <laughs> it's just a ball of corn. Yeah. Held together with spit and bailing wire. Uh, Eli's saying, hey, what grade am I going to be in? Are you going to help me with school this year? And Nucky's kind of clearly impatient with them and saying, Luke, you got to start figuring out things for yourself. Mm-hmm. And he goes on this rant about how you don't know how people live. We Eli never does figure anything out for himself, by the way. Not really, except no. for how to have a large, happy family. That's true. Yeah. He does have the family life all over all over Nucky, and that's the one thing he, he kind of lords over him, too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Nucky goes on this rant about how you don't know how people live, and, you know, we're supposed to have 10 starch shirts and three shoes, and we're supposed to be doing nothing, and here we are, you know, working our ass off for a dollar a day. And uh, Eli gets uncomfortable, says, you're yelling like pop, man. Settle down. Yeah. Simmer down. Again, I'm extremely impressed with these actors that they've got here. Mm-hmm. Less impressed with their posture. 
Oh, God. Uh, forget coming into the room like a question mark. Uh-huh. You shouldn't just slouch around like a question mark. That's how scoliosis happens, man. <laughs> I, the problem is his spine is shaped like a question mark. He can't come in a room any other way. That was actually super cruel of the Commodore to point that out <laughs> to a young child. You walk in here like a fucking pretzel, kid. What an asshole. Uh, we go down to Cuba in, in present slash 30s day. And Miss Wheat is flirting with, I assume, is their banker or maybe their lawyer or whoever, their financier. Because mm-hmm. she's saying, uh, yeah, yeah, that's all great about uh, these obvious sexual innuendos that you're getting yourself quite worked up into. But I want all my money out of the account. Okay. And uh, we see, interestingly enough, that he goes to get her money, shuts the door. But the, we, we can see before he shuts the door, there's lots of soldiers or maybe national police. Lots of ominous meanings, and they kind of make pointed glances at her. I didn't suspect this. I just thought this was kind of laying the foundation for revolution and yeah, the upheaval too. coming to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like that maybe there is a plot specifically aimed towards her and her involvement with this Ronis guy. There was a gun specifically aimed at her. <laughs> Several. <laughs> uh, Nucky, we find back in the little Nucky age. Start calling that the Bronze Age. (laughs) Bronze Age Nucky, because we'll have Silver Age, I assume. It's true, yeah. So Bronze Age Nucky uh, is sneaking into the hotel, grabs one of the room keys, goes up and shows his brother a flushing toilet, which is – I don't know that I could get my son to have that reaction if I showed him a working fusion reactor. Kids today are jaded as shit. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, there's nothing you can do to impress them. What 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 are you I mean, maybe take them to a live space shuttle launch, except for they've shit canned those, so hmm, I have yeah. to take them to Russia to do that now, and that's no sale. <laughs> but anyway, flushing toilet, big hit. It's basically the world's fair, uh bronze age, whatever. Uh yeah, it's interesting. It it feels to me like Nucky is starting to get a taste for the finer things in <laughs> life a bit. Flushing toilets. You know, well, I mean, compared no, no. to where he comes from. Compared to right? an outhouse. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. You know, well, you're you're kidding. I don't have to go out in the freezing cold and to take a shit. Or I can the, just go or, in this room. Or in the height of summer when your brother doesn't shut shut <laughs> yeah. the seat and it's just yeah. fumigated with fermenting shit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's horrifying. Uh, but he, he talks about that. He talks about, you know, the people coming to vacation in Atlantic City and all they do is sit around on the beach and they don't have a job. Like he's he's starting to get the taste for riches mm. you know then the things that that brings him sure even this early so totally you know i get that uh nucky is having lunch with his wife mm-hmm. at his favorite italian place i don't think he's going to try to make her eat a whole baby cow like he did joe kennedy <laughs> but he's making a huevos uh huevos testicles joke and uh she's trying to figure him out because he's like, you know, what I care if you fuck Joe Kennedy? And she's like, do you? And, you know, what would you yeah. suggest? I'm not suggesting that. Like she says, he's just in, so inscrutable. She says a bunch of contradictory things throughout this episode. Like, I thought you're inscrutable, but you're easy to figure out. No, you're really inscrutable. You're a bastard. You're it's not a bastard. how much he's kind of changed since she last knew him, right? Mm. Like, he's changed so many times is the problem. Has he? Because when he's, well. I feel like I'm margarting you. Has he? So when they first met, he was pretending to be this very nice family guy, super champion of prohibition and top temperance. Absolutely. And then once she met him and I I guess fell in love with him, then 
it changed. He was all about business and he was doing horrible things in the name of that. And, you know, now it's been years and years since they've spoken, presumably. It's interesting, and though. And he's kind of getting back on the bandwagon of I want to leave a legacy and I want this family thing and I'm not so interested in the things that have come along with my business, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's a little Walter White here with Nucky's situation, but I feel like this fundamental difference is Nucky was honestly surprised at how much violence there was with the booze trade. Like, he was thinking that yeah, yeah, yeah. this is going to be just another piece of graft, you know? Mm-hmm. The rich are going to have a way to get around it, and, you know, I'm going to have a way to supply it, and it's not going to be that big a deal. He didn't see, like, how much blood was going to be shed. I don't know if he knew that, would he have gotten involved with it? Good question. Because in 1931, it doesn't seem like it's gotten him jack shit. Yeah. Except for a lot of heartache, heartache and grief. Uh, anyway, uh, there's also a little bit of flirtation between them as far as what to do with Miss Rothstein. Yeah. That she keeps on, he keeps on hinting there's a solution and she keeps on guessing what it is. Mm-hmm. Is Margaret suggesting that they kill Miss Rothstein? When they're sitting at that table... And they're saying, I don't know if you're suggesting what I think you're suggesting, but if you're suggesting that I'm suggesting what you think I'm saying, it's really confusing. I'm not saying no. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it was one of those it'd be a shame if something were to happen to it sort of deals from, from, like, Margaret was assuming that that's where he's going, but he kind of wasn't. He was going to the, let's pay her 25 cents, let's make this, Mm -hmm. and let's make it very fucking Make it a negotiation. That this is the only payment. Yeah, you sweat her every every last penny so she knows that she tries to come back. Yeah, and and make it not easy for her, right? Although the one thing I don't understand about that gameplay is how is this dissuading uh, Miss Rothstein from trying to do this again? Like, you make it hard... But she's still got the same stick that she had in the beginning that she can just... She does. Yeah. Yeah, blackmail is a slippery slope. Exactly. <laughs> it always is. So I don't know. Maybe then Nucky's like, well, then we'll, then, then we'll ice her. Yeah. We're in Chicago, and it seems like Al and Lucky and Al's brothers and minions are getting along very well. Uh, they're talking about Johnny and how he's retired to growing tomatoes, which I thought was an obvious Godfather reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al does a killer Torio... <laughs> uh, impersonation. Uh-huh. Uh, they talk oh, about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Lucky gives uh, Al a Empire State Building replica. Yep. And he says, "Put on the desk next to my elephants," which sets off the Al Capone telegraph game, where people just start shouting, "You know, Empire State Building next to elephants, desk elephants." De-. It's like ridiculous. Yeah, it's same thing when, find me Mueller. Mueller, where's Mueller? Everybody get Mueller. I'm not, I'm not saying that little round ball of man that got beat to death in this episode deserved to get beat to death. Mm-hmm. But he kind of got on my nerves every single time. <laughs> like, all his purpose is to laugh at people's jokes and to be a megaphone. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of seems, I don't know. Well, you get in trouble when you start making your own jokes. What you got to do is you got to laugh at Capone's jokes. But not never, never be the out of line. never be the first laugh, never be the last to stop, never yep. be the loudest, yep. never interject your own wit when you have none. Exactly. And you and still probably guy... will get to beat to death, and maybe you'll get another six months. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> nothing's saving you mm. from the combination of cocaine and syphilis in this man's brain. No, no. He is. I did some research about. Uh, there was an auction a couple years ago where they auctioned a whole bunch of stuff from his estate, and some of it was private letters from his physicians. And uh, photographs of him like very late in life. 
This man was huh. ravaged. I guess when he died that they estimated his intellectual capacity was somewhere between a 7 and 10-year-old. Hmm. Okay. Entirely. And his septum, which is the, you know, actually, I'm not sure what a septum is. It's I know part it's some, of your nose. It's part of your nasal cavity, but it was almost entirely eaten away. Mm-hmm. And that can happen from frequent cocaine use, but also can happen, as if you watch the Nick, you'll find out, very graphically, it can happen from untreated syphilis as well. Hmm. He had okay. both. So fuck Al Capone, I guess. Yeah, I like how he's always... Yeah, no. Yeah, like, just, he's also yeah. got like the, the cocky sniff, too. Uh-huh. So it's like a double-layer sniffing ordeal here. It's a sniff set. Where he's like, he'll, he'll say something you know, that he thinks is funny and he'll sniff. Uh-huh. But you don't know if it's a coke or whether he's just a cocky asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you, uh, Lucky shifts entirely in a stringer bell mode. He's like, you know, we should yeah. run this more like a business. You know, you shouldn't Great have idea. You shouldn't have to have different rules depending on what city you go to and different exchange rates and all that stuff. And all of us, meaning Italians, we should have the same understanding, same rules. It's 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 not our hand in your pocket. It's not you getting less. It's us getting all more. I mean, that's mm. total a Stringer Bell pitch. However, I have a question. I'm surprised. That lucky because I think he sees Al Capone as a peer, even though Al Capone is a, a Capone is a boss in his own right, and he's just still a lackey sure. of. Uh, and I think that's Maranzano. part of the, the disrespect card that Mueller plays as well. Certainly, but the problem I have with Lucky's pitch is that he it, it seems fundamentally dishonest to pitch this to Al Capone when you yourself are damn well aware of the fact that you are actually in league with Jews. Like, how can you, okay. like, we got to peel off the Nucky Thompsons and everybody's not Italian when the core nucleus of your takeover group is, involves a bunch of Jewish gangsters? Yeah, he just hasn't played all of his cards yet, right? You, is he going to fuck them? Because I, I, that's the one asked, I will say that I've gotten spoiled on a lot of historical spoilers. Yeah. But the Luciano gang is one thing that I've been, I, I know that eventually. You know, the, 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 well, I can't even say that because that would be considered a spoiler. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to say that I've, I've stayed largely spoiler-free from that sp- storyline. And I'm not asking people to email me this, the, you know, because I, I don't mind being spoiler-free. Mm. But I wonder if he's going to fuck over Meyer. Like, he his luck. Because who's he, this is, who is he loyal to? Himself? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. He just wants to be the boss. There's nothing that te- in his character that tells me that he won't do something like that. In his end game, once he consolidates his powers, like, uh, hey, Meyer, fuck off. Yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. You're out. I can totally see that. He's got the right idea, though. I mean, turning this into a business that's run like a business makes a hell of a lot of sense. Sure. Uh, Capone views it differently like he's given up a piece of the action that he's got already right, capone's the boss he runs this yeah. town he's like what you're gonna take a cut of of my stuff no yeah. that's not gonna happen um so he also says uh hey at this point when he starts talking about you know think of us 10 years ago and that kind of jogs his memory he starts talking about that jaboni from before the the guy that thompson w- wooden indian uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The Mueller, Mueller guy, he's like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I know him. He pinched me and Jimmy Darmody. Al Capone's like, who? Yeah. Uh, and the Michael D'Angelo gulps and mugs. <laughs> Could you look so any more guilty? Hard. But the only thing that saves him is nobody's eyes are on him. They're all yeah. on Lucky and Al. Mm-hmm. But he's like, <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Everyone goes off to get Mueller because Al Capone wants to get to the bottom of this. Mm. 
Um, I think we're ready to move on. Oh, Andrew T. sent in a historical fact. Uh, they mentioned the Chicago Board and Trade Center. He says the tallest building in Chicago is the Chicago Board and Trade. There's a statue of the Greek god Ceres on top of it that has no face because the artist never thought there'd be a building taller so that no one would notice. Why bother carving a detail if no one's going to see it? I, in research, huh. unrelated to that point, found out that this statue of the Empire State Building was a bit of an anachronism, too. Because in 1931, it did not have the very tall radio tower attached. It hmm. just had kind of like okay. the dome and a very small spire. So this is uh, a modern-day uh, mock-up of the Empire State's Yeah, I had Empire one of those when building. I was a kid. Did you? Like a smaller version of did it? Did you beat someone to death with it? I, well, I can't talk about that. but It's almost perfect for that. You got the bludgeony end, yeah. and you got the stabby end. And did uh. you? was there a doubt in your mind... That that was going through someone's eyeball or up their ass before the end of the episode. You know, I didn't think about it until after really? the fact. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Silly of me, I know. Because to me, that was, uh, as someone on Facebook said, Chekhov's Empire State Building uh-huh. as soon as I saw it. <laughs> I just can't believe the, the concept of the Empire State Building mm. in the early 1900s is fucking incredible to me. That they built that thing? That they could build something like that. That is the, once again the tallest building in New York? Yeah. It's insane. It's absolutely astounding. I'm constantly amazed at how high-tech things were. Like, especially when you read, like, World War II. um, Mm -hmm. You know, other than things being bigger, like, they had – everything was recognizably modern. They had jet technology, radar technology, microwaves. I mean, everything – what the fuck? They fucking split the atom. What have we invented, honestly, besides the internet? Space shuttles. All thanks to Al Gore. What have we... Nah, spaceships just a big jet plane. Or the space shuttle is just a big jet plane. No, you get out of here. The internet... Teflon. Teflon, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) We had Crisco and and pans. (laughs) We had nonstick. Um, So anyway, uh, we should move on. Yeah. Nucky is doing some kind of... Wait, wait, wait. Before we move on, why do you think he doesn't remember Jimmy? Is it the coke? Is it the syphilis? Is it all of the above? Certainly that would fully explain it without any other explanation. Okay. However, there is a couple compelling things I've seen on Reddit where this was Al playing dumb so that he could – because he's kind of already cooled on the lucky idea. He was he was planning on warning Nucky from that scene. So he's like, who? What? Yeah. Huh? And pretend like he just Man, just really – just to really, you know – Rub Luciano's belly and put him to sleep. I really don't buy the Capone is that calculating. Capone is a fucking thug in my Man, mind. But he's running the city. Like, yeah, I get it. He's a crazy person. But he still has a, a quite a bit of cunning. Uh, yeah, I feel like he's just coasting off of what Torrio did for for a large portion of it. Yeah, maybe like it's been off seven of, off years, of Torrio, man. Off of his brother's health. It's been seven years. Yeah, yeah, his brother doesn't seem like he's... He seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. And more so than Capone, yeah. Uh, Nucky is, uh, I don't know, pretending like he's drowning in a bathtub for some reason. And when his brother Eli wakes him up, says, we did a bad thing. And guess what? Sheriff Hammer is there ready yep. to bust him. And uh, it, it, there's a hilarious scene where Nucky's asking his brother if he's got any money. Because if you pay this guy, he lets him go. That's how it works. Nickel. A nickel is all it's going to take. A nickel. Here. Yeah. That's like at least a buck fifty in nineteen thirties money. <laughs> Great. That'll that'll get you into King Kong or Gone with the Wind or whatever was playing at the time. Yep. Uh, I think it was King Kong during the Great Depression because it's a surprising how much fucking money that thing made adjusted for inflation. 
Anyway, we should move on. Mar- Margaret is hilariously during lunch getting progressively more drunk. And here's the scene where I started remembering why I liked Margaret in the beginning. Her and Nucky, Kelly and Steve have really great chemistry in these scenes. Yeah. But like her drunken Irish last routine goes really well with his uh he's drinking just as much. It's just his liver is cast <laughs> iron. Yeah, yeah. It is it is no joke. And uh, he's having no problems with it, but she's starting to slur and starting to, you know, lose herself a little bit. Uh so they I don't know. It's it's interesting to watch two former lovers, two flames reconnect and they kind of dance around the you know, who have you had sex with or who have you had sex with? Yeah, yeah. Is Margaret being honest? We know Nucky's not. Or is Nucky talking more in terms of love and less of sex? That might be the case. Um, I don't. I don't know about Margaret. Margaret seems like she was basically alone in her new life until Rothstein showed up. Yeah, I know. And even but then, you know, he didn't do much. Women got women got needs too, man. Sure. Uh, she said, are we, you know, at the end of it, because they start getting things get a little heated about, you know, who was married and who cheated on who. And she said, are we having a fight? I can't even tell you. He said, you know, we've had all the fights we're going to have. And they have a handshake that lingers into a handholding <laughs> uh, and, you know, kind of in scene. Yep. Speak- are they back in the saddle? We, we will see, Jim. We will see. Uh, th- this was the scene out on the boardwalk. No, no, not yet. No, this is still lunch. Okay, not the 25 She's still drinking. She's she's still drinking. Apparently, they stayed there all fucking day. I guess so. So, Mueller's being interrogated. It was a buffet. He wanted to get his money's worth. (laughs) All you can drink, buffet. Yep. Uh, Mueller's getting interrogated. Uh, This this scene is black comedy at its finest. It's hilarious. Uh, Because they're asking him, like, all these questions. And he's got, like, a pat answer for every one of them. Uh His cover story is ironclad. I was really impressed with... The answer to how do you fuck up a wheat farm? <laughs> yeah, brown rot, brown rust. Brown rust, yeah, yeah. It destroys the leaf. I feel like he might have been a farmer in his, family. In his youth, yeah. Yeah, he might have been living with a farmer family when he sure. was uh, young. Or he could have been a farmer. I mean, we don't know anything about his life before he became a pro-he. Yeah. So uh, I, I like the line about, you know, he asked Al Capone, if, you know, do you think I'm an idiot? And he's like, no, successful man's an idiot. He's like, well, why aren't you successful? He's like, I get a feeling that my boss isn't like me. He's <laughs> killing it, man. Yeah. He, he, if you can make Al Capone laugh. <laughs> right. You're but, in good, a good situation. And the whole, like, get on your knees because I ain't reaching up that high. And he puts a gun <laughs> in his mouth. And uh, he's just he's he's just mugging. Like, you know, he... I'm just thinking how ridiculous this is to film if you're Michael Shannon. You have a gun yeah. in your mouth and you're literally doing the wah, 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 wah. you know, her, her, Sure, yeah. Um, and he has this really, like, I can't think that fast on my feet. I'm a little tongue tied just on a fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. He's got 30 seconds to plead for his life and <laughs> he says the exact magic combination of words that will save it. And. And he doesn't even remember it after the fact, right? He's like, I didn't do that on purpose. That's just what came out. He was really turtling. That he he was really trying hard not to crap his pants. You know, the whole shit or go blind, I think both were on the table there. And he somehow staved off both. That deprived his short-term memory of the oxygen and blood that it needed to, sure. to form yeah. those. But I, I just think he instinctively went for the disrespect card. I mean, that's... Yeah. Mueller for being sure. a sociopath... 
mm-hmm. does seem like he does understand what kind of pressure and how to play Capone better than almost anybody, but except for his brother, maybe. Yeah, he understands what makes Capone tick, and I, I think he understands it on a base level that even he's not aware of, really. Sure. Because, um, like you said, he doesn't remember what he said, but it, it just came out. And and really, if if he doesn't understand who and what Capone is, appealing to someone's pride like that yeah. at that moment, to someone who's more level-headed yeah. and understands what you're trying to do, sure, probably doesn't work. Because we see how deluded Al is when he takes the gun out of the guy's mouth and says, See? You can rule by love or you can rule by fear. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of you here. You know which one you're choosing. No, he doesn't. On a daily basis. That's a thing. That I'm I'm saying, like, you should know that. Because I think if you take a pal, it's like, if you take a pal, if you take a pony, he's like, yeah, we're all pals. We're laughing. It's like a frat boy environment. Yeah. Except for everyone else is terrified you're going to snap at any, sure. any moment. But he doesn't really get that. And, you know, the idea that he's a big celebrity now in and in sure. doing movies and talking to journalists and stuff that also feeds into this idea in his head that people love him he's a star people love this guy sure uh i may have soiled myself i don't <laughs> know I, I i thought that was a little much uh yeah it certainly wasn't the why must it always be pandemonium no I mean, if if uh, him going through the the throw up, I would have bought. Mm. But him literally shitting his pants or not sure if he shit his pants, I thought that was a little. If I shit my when I shit myself, I know that I shit myself. Sure, but I, have you ever shit yourself in, with a gun in your mouth? That's the question. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're leaving it open. You're not I mean, you're not closing I, the door I, on that chapter of your life yet. I'm not a prophet. I'm not a. <laughs> fortune teller oh christ um <laughs> we go down to cuba and uh ronis we find out his wife's going to paris for the summer because she can't fucking stand him uh don't blame him she blame her he's kind of a a creepy grease greasy dude mm-hmm. uh she mentions uh miss sweet miss wheat rather mentions there's an uprising in habara which is right next to his cane fields yeah and he's like well that's what the money's for you know, the money, I need the money, so I have the soldiers. I need the soldiers to protect my cane fields, and, you know, that's how you make rum. And yeah, it's tough when the soldiers turn on you. She goes and calls Doyle, which I thought Doyle, for being a massive douchebag, actually was fairly smooth. Like, if you didn't know Doyle, what he looked like and his creepy <laughs> laugh and what a colossal fuck-up he is, you'd mm-hmm. almost see, say that he was had a silver tongue. That's the thing. I don't know that I would hate Doyle if it weren't for seasons one through... Three, yeah. Once he ditches that laugh and starts actually running the operation yeah. and keeping his shit under control, he's uh, he's okay. What's now. up with that laugh? Because we haven't seen it forever. I I, was he like too far up Eddie Cantor's ass? Like he thought him he himself hmm. was a vaudeville guy. Maybe. Hey, Eddie's getting laughed by being this really fake outlandish character. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna <laughs> try on the floppy shoes and bozo to clown it and see where it gets me. Interesting. Um, he's still got some of that cadence, but yeah. a lot of the more annoying things has really been to- uh, toned down. Uh, so she calls and she says, hey, I did the dirty deed. But she sees the scale of the packing. And you can kind of see the wheels grinding in her head like, wow, is this really just his wife? Is mm-hmm. he fleeing the country? Am I ever going to see this money again? What the fuck? Uh, I have no idea what to make of this because as far as I know, Bacardi's still making rum. Okay. I don't know if the Ronis family is still involved, but if they had all flown to Europe during the Cuban uprising, maybe they finally got that plant in Texas built or whatever, 
or Mexico. That was what it was. Yeah, yeah. So uh, could be. I don't know. I don't, know. I haven't, I, I, we, I don't think we have a Bacardi bottle. We need to get one so we can find out where it's being bottled now, because that will that that's the key. Drinking a bottle of rum will unravel this 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 whole season for us. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll unravel more than that. <laughs> we should get right on that. <laughs> Uh, the sheriff uh, takes the two boys, the two Thompson boys. We're back in a Bronze Age. Sits him down on the bench in his dark bench and says, "Don't move." I thought maybe they're getting booked. He's like totally yeah. law and order. I didn't know what's going on here. Uh, Eli hilariously confesses that he has a nickel in his shoe. That maybe mm-hmm. it's still not too late to try to buy this guy off. <laughs> Find out that they're being scrubbed up to eat with the sheriff's family, and we see Nucky trying to copy the manners of these people that you know. Uh, we see Mr. and Mrs. Lindsay talking about the origins of Prohibition and the the Women's Temperance League and how, yeah. as a sheriff, he should come out and talk about the stories and the dangers and, of alcohol. Yeah, it seems like the uh, the sheriff is not at risk for making women suffer. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. No, he doesn't. He's definitely morally like the kind who goes compromised, out, drinks, though. comes home, and beats his wife. Doesn't doesn't seem like that. But but yet you know. If he's is if he's enabling the Commodore's appetites, that's true. Yeah. That is, is its own brand of evil. So I don't really know what to Certainly. think about this guy. But he's no Ethan Thompson for sure. Yeah. And Nucky doesn't know what to do. He just starts sobbing at the sight of this family that is so full of love and they have plenty to eat mm-hmm. and everything. It's not like the the do, rich do nothing people at the boardwalk, but it's a far cry from the shithole that he comes from. And uh, yeah, and you got to think that he understands that his father's drinking is contributing to their nasty home life. Sure. So when they bring that up, that's got to affect him too. And this is a guy who apparently is kind of maybe a teetotaler. Certainly, is is seems like he's on the side of temperance. That's that's another good point too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Sheriff uh, Lindsay, Sheriff Hammer, the Hammer Lindsay, uh, comforts Nucky and says, "Hey, it's all right now." Yeah. So we'll get a little bit more about this relationship. Uh, we go back to the boardwalk now. Uh, Margaret is uh, clinging to the railing so she doesn't f- spin off the face of the earth <laughs> into the inky blackness of space. Uh-huh. Uh, we find out that the Onyx is, in fact, now called the Old Rumpus. Of course. Of course Mickey Doyle is going to change a classy name like the Onyx to the rump- the Old Rumpus. I just don't think you can... You confront the white establishment as the Onyx, man. Okay. Okay. You might be right about that. I don't know you go old rumpus, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, you never go full rumpus. <laughs> you don't go full rumpus, <laughs> let alone an old one. Yeah. A surly rumpus, the the, the disreputable, dis, dilapidated rumpus. Mm-hmm. Uh, she mentions that nothing ever really changes because he's got men guarding him. He's got plans and he says things and he doesn't say things. Uh, Nucky cannot say the word nipple. Yeah, why is that? Because that's man. It's a, we still can't. Nipple. We still can't. We still can't say nipple. Not on not on primetime television. Can't say or can't see. We could say nipples on primetime television, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've. I've but one my my point is that over. Well, not over. Eighty five years into the future, we still haven't even made it to the pasty stage for primetime television. I'm not, I'm not a big, like, you know, despite my, what I say in a podcast, it's not like I'm like, oh, we got to have nudity. we got to have, I'm not arguing against it, on the other <laughs> hand, either. But I'm not okay. like, I don't think you need to have tits and nipples and ass and schlong out mm. for good storytelling. Just like you don't need to say fuck every other word. You don't need to have gratuitous violence, all that shit. 
However, it is kind of offensive that that's the way we treat our culture, that we cannot, you know, we can handle blood spattering. Yeah. If he had reached out and cut off his own nipples, not a problem. Sure. Yeah, you could do that on basic cable. You couldn't do that on, 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 uh, you know, you can show a woman with a rib cage pried open like an angel on Hannibal. As long, but as long as the rib cage is – so you can just see her beating bloody heart and lungs. As long as the flaps are – As long as the flaps are yeah. obscuring her nipples. Yeah, yeah. Because God knows that would fuck a kid up if he saw that. It's just crazy. <laughs> you can use racial epitaphs and sexual slurs on. On, on primetime broadcasts, but you can't say fuck? Yeah. What the hell? Anyway, so that's – Nucky, as a product of this Puritan system, he can't confront nipples. Sure. Uh, anyway, um, and they talk about their first impressions of each other, uh, that, you know, he really wanted to save her because if he can save this innocent woman, then maybe he's not so bad himself. And she saw this man who is rich and powerful, but very, very lonely because he had this hotel all to himself. And, uh, you know, he plays that up. He's like, yeah, I'm still lonely. Maybe nothing ever changes. She goes in to kiss him. Uh, he talks about his solution for Miss Rothstein and then gets her a room. When she, when mm. she, when she said the words, I have nowhere to stay, do I? That was an invitation to Pound Town, right? Bru- yeah. That was, yeah. that was inviting him back into the marital bed and Nucky swerved. W- what to make of that, Jim? Man. Uh, so he's got to assume that. Uh, his fling in Florida is still alive, or Cuba, I guess, at this point. Sure. Is he still he, on that train? Does he know that so he's not being that... fully honest with Margaret, so he's just trying to spare her? Maybe. Is he got in mind something for Margaret to do involving Miss Rothstein that's somehow going to deflect? I don't know. There's some kind of plot here. Or maybe he's just trying to be a decent guy. Trying to keep her far away from him, A, because he's no good, and B... Uh, he his reputation is no good. Yeah, maybe maybe he's seeing that. Hey, I've had my fill. This is this is some broad. This mm-hmm. is the kind of woman that I would might might want to reacquaint myself with when I hang up the life. So I don't want to I don't want to get her back into this yet. If I if I make it out of this smooth sailing, then you know obviously there is a there is a, a ember to be rekindled here. Yeah, but if I if I you know <laughs> douse it with a nice cold bucket of Nucky right now, maybe not. Ugh. Uh, yeah. You could yeah. be right. Anyway, um, D'Angelo, the mole in the FBI, is is cannot rest about the idea of this uh, Van Alden character being out there, this Mueller character being a brokey, and he pours through these mug shots, finds out. Indeed, he's a wanted murderer, the an gra- agent on the run. The gratification that you have to feel after sifting through piles and piles of dossiers, it's got to be outstanding. Oh, yeah. Like, finding that needle in the haystack has to feel amazing. I have had that experience. Like, you're looking for a piece of paperwork that's suddenly relevant six months later, and yeah. then when you finally find it, it's like, ah, I can't <laughs> even imagine what it's like to, like... I told you! I knew it was here! What's he going to do with this info? He can't do anything with it. He could arrest him, but that totally blows his cover, at least with Van Alden. He could turn him. So now they have two high-level agents in the Capone Empire. Mm, but if he's not loyal, he's going to out you. Ooh, but you've got this on him. I mean, you've uh, that's... But what does he have to lose at that point? 
I mean, unless you're offering like a pardon for the murder that he committed. No, it's like I will take you to jail right now, and you might get the electric chair, or you can work with me in a, a chance we put away Capone and you get off scot free. But then I say, okay, let's work together. And the next time alone with Capone, I say this guy's a fucking mole. You're going to go to syphilis cokehead and say I'm a pro he. Say I used to be. <laughs> Many many years ago, this guy is one now. Yeah, because he didn't really lie to Capone. And after he's all like, the shit he did for him, maybe maybe he understands. He didn't really lie to Capone. He's like, maybe I am a pro. He maybe I am a bigamist. Maybe I'm a murderer on the run. Uh, yes, yes, and yes. Uh-huh. But that's not quite a lie. But again, yeah, you're I would, probably right. He, I wouldn't trust cocaine and syphilis to make that <laughs> distinction for me. I wouldn't either. You're right. Uh, I already got one thirty mm-hmm. seconds. The odds you're going to get another mm-hmm. uh, pretty low. Count to three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Capone and Lucky say their goodbyes. Uh, Lucky shines him on about Wallace Beery one more time. And uh, uh, Capone's angry, calls him a pillow-biting piece of shit, spits at him. They're all having a good line about, you know, everyone being an agent and everybody's joking around until the, uh, uh, the beach ball lackey calls him a fucking jerk. That's when Capone, uh, he Joe Pesci's him one final time. Mm-hmm. But it seems like I thought that here that this was that this is totally going to be a joke. And it turns out when he's like, ah, it's too easy. I got this guy again. But then seconds later, he beat him to death. Yeah. Is jerk like a really horrible thing to say to someone in this period? I don't think it's worse than calling him a pillow biting piece of shit. And, and again, I make no. I obviously Probably I don't. I have not. no problem no. with 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 gay people, gay men, gay women. But at the time, a gangster in the thirties calling this guy a pillow bite. That's that's fighting words. Calling him a fucking jerk <laughs> yeah, or a jerk you, off is not. You're right. Not the same league of insult. I don't think. Okay, I, I was wondering like just why he gets so angry. He's just crazy. He's, he's yeah. just fucking crazy. He's fu- and the thing is, I don't think he beat the beach ball to death. Because he's mad at him. No. Because he kept on saying Wallace Beery. Wall. That was all Lucky Luciano that he was wanting to beat to yeah. death. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think that he really doesn't like Lucky. But they've been friends for a long time. And I don't know why he doesn't like Lucky. Why is he siding or with... He may, like, they may have been doing that just to show how crazy he is. And he may not even have been aware of who he was beating. If, but, but then they called it with, with him obviously throwing his support behind Nucky. He calls for Eli, yeah. has a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. To me, he's choosing him over over the New York connection. He's choosing. That's true. He says we got a problem. His name's Charlie. His loyalty to Atlantic City yeah. is trumping his loyalty to anything going on in New York. Which I mean, he's been doing that for years. Like season one, he helped eliminate a rival threat to Atlantic City. Season three, you know that was a really awesome when him and Chucky and, and Nucky, Chalky and Nucky teamed up against uh joe Mazzari or uh joe DeBoss's gang and ran him out of new york or atlantic city mm-hmm. so it's kind of like pa- par for the course but i don't understand why he has so much animosity for lucky maybe it's just the fact that lucky acted like he's better than him even though he clearly is not he's he's an underling for one he's not a boss coming to a boss he's a lackey coming to a boss mm. he's offering him what he already has sure like, that's insulting, and we've seen that happen multiple times in Boardwalk Empire. Uh, that's just a, a flat-out insult. Uh, also, like, does Capone—how does Capone know what happened to Jimmy? 
How does Lucky know what happened to Jimmy? Uh, I just feel like that's something that gets around in the underworld. You think so? Okay. Yeah, people tell right. people things. Because I didn't know if Capone even knew that at this point. No. And that's the thing. is, like, It's an open question. What, how much of uh, Possum is he playing? It feels like that more than he's letting on if the, his first course of action is to call Nucky and warn him. Yeah, you could be right. Uh, Laura McPhee on Facebook said, I love how the portraits of Lincoln and Washington were looking down on Al Capone's new American dream while I beat that guy's face in. That was really sweet. He had a picture of Lincoln that, yeah. and Washington on that desk as he just been splattered with blood. That is historically accurate. Capone actually had those. No shit. Up, up behind his desk in his hotel, yeah. There you go, man. Father, the father of America and the man who freed the slaves. Yep. Very, uh, watch, looking down. Um, Miss Wheat's down in Cuba. She gets stopped by a some kind of roadblock with the police or military. They're saying there's a curfew. You shouldn't be out here. And she says, Quanto, how much? How much is it going to take me to get to where I need to go? He says, you, you've bribed my men. You've offered us our fill of drink as if that's all our care. You're working with a man who offers a peso a day to cut cane until your hands bleed. You're what's wrong with Cuba. And she says, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to grab one of your men's guns. You're what's wrong with Cuba. And then she gets gunned down, which seems no. like the officer is – is intensely aware that this is going to be a shitstorm. Yep. You just killed an America in, American in open. Yeah, he didn't authorize that. The guy just took the shot. Where is this going, man? Because uh, one part of, like, so I know you're... This this struck me as, like, a very true blood thing. Like, I, I feel like Miss Wheat got Al-seated. In the final, I, this final season of, of True Blood, they very... Matter of hand, matter of factly, got rid of a bunch of suitors for the main character to kind of clear the way for the 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 classic pairing. Okay, it's very convenient that literally the moment that Margaret walks back in his life, his other lover gets iced. Sure, yeah, yeah. So it's like now there is no barrier to him. You know, he doesn't have to be a dick to Miss Wheat. He doesn't. Have, I mean, he's it's there's it's all it's it's full steam ahead. Sure, but it also doesn't do much for his prospects of rum running, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, his financial plans are gone to shit. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I thought I saw how the table was set to be run. And now mm-hmm. it's like I, I clearly see how Chicago and New York are going to fit back together. I don't know how Nucky, or I'm sorry, Chalky is going to be involved when he comes back. But this Cuba thing now... It just sounds like this is Nucky's empire falling down, and I think and what happens that's if, what we were set up for in this season. What happens if Nucky made that plane? A good, good question. I was thinking that myself. They're both getting pinched. Now, I don't think that uh, – because yeah. I, I, he's not – he's much more cautious than she is and, and sure. less brassy. So I think that they wouldn't have gotten shot up, but it clearly yeah. seems that these guys wanted to pinch them. I honestly think they were being shooken down. Maybe I for what though? Money, the large sack of money that that. But would, she asked him how much. Well, but the guy I mean, was like, no. if he's already made arrangements to steal a part of that one hundred and eleven thousand dollars or whatever the hell it was. That no, that was not the amount. We don't know how it, much. I don't good know how faith much was money. in that. Yeah, but she'd already given it to the dude. Yeah, but they they had that ominous conversation with the policeman. True. Yeah. So I, I, again, I don't I don't know enough about Cuban politics to to speculate. 
But interesting, we go back to the Bronze Age, and Little Nucky is driving back home to his father's house with uh, Sheriff Hammer, and he asks if he can arrest his father. And the sheriff says, yeah, kid, I have to let him go because, you know, it's only mildly illegal to beat your wife nowadays, kid. Sure. Um, maybe I can suspend him for two games. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, and then he goes, well, maybe, maybe it won't be jail. Maybe it'll be whatever you did to the guy to kill that woman for the Commodore. And he, he seems like he's going to roll really tough. He's like, look, that's Commodore business. You stay the hell out of it. You keep your nose clean. You don't make me do my job as the law. And he kind of lets that sit there, and he goes, now, I'm going to go in there, all three of us, we're going to tell your father you work for me, and if he doesn't like it, he's interfering with the law, and he'll answer for it. And he shakes his hand as Deputy Sheriff Thompson, which I thought was very cool. Sure. And it finally brings us to where I think we're going to enter the Silver Age, where Nucky is a sheriff. Yeah, I think now is a good time to go there. And we got some great feedback about this relationship mm-hmm. and how it ties into uh, future seasons or I'm sorry, past seasons, which we want to get to. Do you have any other thoughts about the episode? Um, no, no, I think I'm good. I, I think, you know, that we're, we're on the back half of this now. This is the hump. This was, we, we just got through hump day. It's, it's all downhill from here. And I think it really is all downhill. I think they don't need to know, set up anything else. They say no one goes quietly. This is definitely the downfall of Nucky's empire. His financial plans have gone to shit. Um, He's got this blackmail thing that he's got to deal with. I don't think he's going to be making much more money. I think he's going to end up potentially dead by the end of this thing, but definitely destitute. So it's interesting because I feel like when Miss Wheat got killed and now that Margaret and him are looking like they're reconciled, I'm feeling better about him surviving. Because the other thing it seems like, Hmm. why are they doing the flashbacks to the Bronze Age and presumably the Silver Age? If not to show us that the fundamental difference between Nucky and all these other guys is he does have a heart. Like, he wants to do good things. He's thwarted by him. He never wanted to be a gangster. He never wanted to be a murderer. These things are kind of forced upon him. Does that count for anything in Terrence Winter's morality? Like, can Maybe, he end up but destitute? But save him. Can he end up destitute but happy? Can he end up like the sheriff, like where he's not rich? But, I'm a little worried when he starts talking about legacy, like things that he he wants to leave behind. Um, mm, that to me says he's going to yeah. go out, but maybe you know he'll have a short day in the sun before he does, and he'll leave something behind. Yeah, that's scary. Like a child with Margaret, perhaps. He's already. Um, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't have any actual children with Margaret uh, mm. that are both of theirs. Mm. Potentially that'll happen, and like you know, we'll find out she's pregnant in the last episode, and uh, while Nucky's dying in another scene and uh, potentially i don't know other thoughts nope i'm good all right let's do some pimping uh i want to make you aware of a brand new podcast we're doing here in the bald movie empire jesse and eric of personal arrogance fame along with their best buddy levi never heard of them the rocky mountain correspondent (laughs) personal friends of ours are doing a a podcast on gotham the new uh, fox series called the gotham blotter uh I thought, I mean, so Gotham is a great concept that looks amazing, has some pretty good characters, has some pretty good acting and, and, and actors, and it suffers from some writing problems. It's, it's Fox's version of The Walking Dead. 
it's going to be interesting to see because because Walking Dead started off and they kind of fell off. It's going to see whether they can kind of get their legs out underneath them and keep going. Uh-huh. But if you enjoy Jim and I, I think these guys are super funny. They're very honest. They're not blowing sunshine up anybody's uh, ass. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm having a good time, so I want to recommend everybody check out that if you're even passably interested in, in Batman or Gotham and the series itself. Uh, Patreon, thanks everybody that signed up. Uh, we've got some stuff like right now. If you're a Patreon member, you're not hearing any of this shit because you got an ad free. We just went, but you you might be seeing it. You might That's be seeing it. <laughs> you might be seeing. It. I can't delete the ads live uh, because no. we, we've actually got a couple of viewers watching this as we're doing it live. Uh, but the, the big milestone we're trying to get to is forums. Uh, just want to stress that this forums, it, it's something that we want to do to enhance the watching experience, enhance our fan and intra fan interaction. Uh, it's, you know, if you, if you like to participate on our Facebook threads, I think this is going to be even better. And the best part is you won't need a separate login. You can just breeze on through with your Facebook credentials so uh, it's something really exciting, and for Patreon users, you're going to get access to a VIP lounge, where it's just be your fellow Patreon people and me and Jim and other hosts of Baldwin Network. We're going to be talking about uh, – that's how we're going to be planning the voting on the custom podcast content, and we're going to be planning new Bald Move features. So if you want on the inside of that, please go to patreon.com slash baldmove. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash baldmove. Of course, we still got Subbable if you want to commission a custom podcast, which we've got a cool one on Barton Fink coming out this week. Very exciting. Interesting movie. Yeah. Very, very, very excited about that. Uh, you can also use our Amazon link at amazon.baldmove.com. Uh, that works for US, U.S. people only. If you want to use that and you're from a different country, you can go to baldmove.com and click on the banner, and it will shunt you into the appropriate affiliate program depending on where you're from. And we support like a dozen countries now. So thank you, everybody, that uses that. Uh, I have a new podcast coming up covering American Horror Story. It's probably going to have a preview podcast late this week, and it uh, premieres next Wednesday. And we'll have the podcast out each Friday afternoon. Very excited about that. My co-host, uh, Cecily, from the True Blood podcast and occasionally from Orange and New Black, is going to be uh, joining me each and every week. Pretty excited about that. And co-host from our Walking Dead playthroughs. Yes, Walking Dead playthroughs leading up to the month of the dead. October is going to kill us, Jim. It will. Because you have just jam-packed the full. I tried to tell you you're a madman. It just wouldn't relent. We've got, you're going to have every week movie reviews of zombie movies uh, leading up, including some classic never-released episodes of our podcast covering some of the classic zombie movies uh-huh. you're gonna have some well-known uh podcast celebrities from other parts of the walking dead sphere uh jason from the walking dead podcast uh chris from the talking dead chris from the talking dead eric not from, that chris the other chris <laughs> uh eric from walker stalkers so that yeah, should be a, a good time we're up. playing through every thursday night mm-hmm. around seven o'clock eastern standard time you can join twitch twitch.tv Slash bald move and see our live playthrough of Telltale's Walking Dead, and we're having a lot of fun. It's basically Mystery Science Theater three thousand video, the video game. Yeah, yeah. Because there's some silly shit. I mean, stop me if you don't believe this, but it's just some silly shit in a Walking Dead video game, and we like. Uh, we our, our number one goal is to be as big an asshole as we can. Mm-hmm. Where Shane is our is our mod as our model. He is our hero. Uh, and we're trying to be as big as asshole, and we make as much fun of the game as possible. It's a lot of fun. Please join us on those, and you can see the archives on twitch.tv 
slash bald move or on youtube.com slash bald move. What else we got, man? We got to have contests for Walking Dead. So I hear tons of stuff. Check it out uh, on The Watching Dead. We'll have our preview coming up probably next week or no, the week after. All right, time for feedback. We got a little bit of stuff to talk about. Uh, Rosemary from Suffren, Suffren, New York. I'm sorry to hear you're suffering there, Rosemary. You guys have been saying from the beginning of season five that you don't know how or why Chalky ended up in prison. I could be wrong on this, but I believe when Hoover approached Narcisse at the end of last season, in addition to pressuring him to help him with Marcus Garvey, Hoover told Narcisse that they planned on pinning Agent Tolliver's murder on Chalky, which is, I assume, what landed Chalky in prison. I'm also assuming they tracked him down at the safe house in Pennsylvania where we last saw him. That is a a very good assumption, and I think you're probably right. Yeah, lots of assumptions there, but... It, you know, all of them probably good. I just, we don't know for sure. Until we hear he got pinched on tax evasion. We, we're, I'm going to go with your theory. Yeah. Uh, Mike J on Facebook, a pin that everyone can die in his opinion, as long as Van Alden makes it through alive <laughs> to the end of the series. I love that character. Do you feel the same? It's been a long journey with Van Alden. I got to say, I despised him at the beginning. Sure. Uh, somewhere in the middle, I turned and I said, okay. He turned into comic relief he did did you ever see that coming in season one never never i thought he was going to be the guy tracking down nucky to the bitter end didn't happen i mean even now when he has his occasional general zod moments Mm -hmm. it's really funny it's really funny he goes and irons a dude's face he just you know (laughs) why is it always why must it be pandemonium Mm mm-hmm uh, he worries that I wish we had 12 full episodes. We keep going full episodes without uh, storylines. For example, this week, no Chalky or Jillian. Yeah, man, I don't know what to say because I'm, I'm right there with you. Having eight episodes sucks, and I don't believe that this was Terrence Winter's idea, no matter how many times he goes on with Alan Seppenwall and claims it is. <laughs> okay. So hoping for the best. We'll see. Josh L. says, in season one, Nucky would say that his father used to be the sheriff of Atlantic City when giving speeches and whatnot. When the season's flashback started and we saw that Ethan Thompson was actually a poor fisherman, I thought that this was a continuity error and the writers simply forgot about his early season backstory. However, after watching the flashbacks in this latest episode, maybe it was actually intentional and that the early seasons when Nucky was mentioning his father being the sheriff, he's actually referring to Sheriff Lindsay because he considered him much more of a father figure than he'd ever considered his own abusive Ooh. biological father to be. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe part of the the deal where he got boned with the land stuff also involved him not being the sheriff anymore. Hmm. Uh, maybe he became a fisherman because he got fired from the sheriff position. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. So I like this theory. What the hell is the Commodore playing at? Because we didn't, we kind of skimmed over this, but now that it's broached up in feedback, he calls Nucky into his office. He lays out his vision of Atlantic City, which he's obviously had been making Nucky privy to. He's pounding in his head these life lessons about don't use your own money, use other people's money. Uh, and then he just dismisses him out of hand, but only before he asks him if he's smart and emphasizing that he needs to get back to school. Then the sheriff comes in and swoops in and kind of kisses his boo-boos and makes things okay, but -hmm. also brings him back into the Commodore's machine. Is the Commodore and the sheriff playing this long-form good cop, bad cop to mold Nucky into the person that they want him to be, or is Sheriff Lindsay slash Hammer doing this only because he's altruistic? Do you have an opinion on that? Uh, Yeah, I do. I think we've seen... A parallel uh, in this series with Nucky and 
I think his name is William. Thompson. Oh yeah, Willie. Sure. Uh, you know, Eli's he boy. was. They they had him going to school down the straight and narrow path, so that in the future he could better support the operation. It wasn't the right time for him to get into the actual business, but they were prepping him. It's a Tom Hagen thing. Like, we need you outside the family business. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So when we go legitimate, you're right there in the middle of things, and you got your hands clean. It's, it's, I, we've got, it looks like we're shitting on you, and we're ignoring yeah. you, but we've got bigger plans for you, kids, so we need you to do what, what, you, what, sure. what, you, what we ask you to do with that question. I feel like that's a big part of it. I think they're, they're prepping him. They're prepping him, and they're testing him at the same so time. So you think the Commodore is involved in this? I think so, Yeah. Um, I find it hard to argue with you, especially since it's kind of my idea. Uh, Jesse K says, I'm writing, uh, make sure I haven't skipped a person's email. Yes. I'm writing to tell you a theory that looks like it's unfortunately not going to come true, but I've seen a few people in the, in, in different places on the internet suggest this. And I found it kind of interesting. Theory goes that Van Alden will be baby face, baby face Nelson. Unfortunately, I think it's too late for this to happen, but the idea has become lodged in my head. Babyface Nelson's name was Lester Gills, and he ran with John Dillinger. I don't know if it's a solid theory, but I'm sure if you did some research, it uh, and I'm sure if you did some research, it would fall apart. But I just wanted to send it your way to see what you thought of it. So I did some research. Okay, good, because I know nothing about this. And I don't want to do any spoilers, uh, because I just don't know what spoilers... I, I, have, I, I just don't know what people want or mean when they say spoilers anymore, Jim. So I'm, like, paranoid, because I hate when I say something innocuous and people are like... Eah! Um, I don't think the time's going to line up, but that's not saying mm. that they might not take that aspect of the babyface Nelson and bring it, you know, have, have his storyline coincide with, you know, Van, Van Alden. It is interesting that their names are the same and it is interesting, but they, and it is interesting they keep mentioning his mug. However, I wouldn't call this guy babyface for sure. <laughs> Fuck no. I was wondering if babyface was a, you know, intentional misnomer. Interestingly enough, you and I both knew like 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 when they call someone small or or little whatever when he's obviously a huge fat dude. Uh you and I both knew John Dillinger's sister. Yeah, right? Some Weird. Random ass thing. Uh she act <laughs> she actually she actually was a very old woman in the church you and I grew up in. When I was a very young man, yeah. When we go out uh, into, uh, usually as field service, although later on we used to go visit her in a nursing home, she would tell us stories about uh, uh, John, who's, you know, obviously you'd imagine she has a very different view as his kid's <laughs> sister than the world at large. Sure. Um, but no, a little, little fun fact. Thanks, for everybody, for sending the feedback. If you'd like to send us more, you can get in at bar, jeez, Boardwalk at baldmove.com. You can also get in with our live uh, Facebook threads, live watching threads on facebook.com slash baldmove. And uh, you can get on uh, get get up in Jim's business on Twitter at baldmove. That's all we got for you. Um, hope you enjoyed the live watch. And if not, too bad. So See sad. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Bye. <laughs>